Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show, a weekly podcast where artists and performers go to chat about nothing. Hosted by Canadian singer-songwriter Todd Donald. Good morning. <laughs> I can tell by the sun and the clouds in the sky. I can... Thanks to Kate and Daniel for the questions. We have a lengthy portion dedicated to going into it over those. The episode is top-heavy with more of me talking than I'd like to remember. More of me talking means a longer time editing, but it was fun, and it ultimately sinks into more of an even flow. I recorded this chatting on May 29th, and yet I was saying, because it's July looking ahead, that you should wear sunscreen. If you were to look at me now, and please don't, my head is absolutely red. So that joke's on me, I guess. I think Sandra's great. She didn't just stop chatting with me after the record, and she was nice enough to even say a kind reflective response to her experience being on on her Instagram story the day we recorded, which informed me, okay, maybe what I'm doing isn't all for naught, and that I can meet someone on the day and they've had a good experience, but, you know, everyone's different. This isn't about me. This is about me introducing you to my guest, Sandra Dinka, who most importantly is a health food squire, pro tennis, tennis coach, all around great person. And from the marketing standpoint, because it's friggin' 2019, and you know the robots will love their buzzwords, I will mention that my guest is currently Kitchener Waterloo's Miss Oktoberfest, with three months or so left with the crown, and lost to tell you about our experience with that. So please, tip your coffee cups to the lovely Sandra Dinka, but, you know, I can tip my coffee cup in a way that doesn't spell, don't spell. As I introduced, I have someone whose last name I haven't tried to pronounce in front of her before. Her first name is Sandra. Please try it. I love this. I'm going to go with the one that doesn't sound <laughs> silly. Is it Dinka? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly right. That's awesome. Your ancestors would have said, like, we're settled on Dinka. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's funny. So my parents are Polish. So with the Polish accent, it's pronounced Dinka. Yeah. But here, that sounds funny. So we say Dinka in Canada. Mm-hmm. But then when we're speaking to Polish people, we say it with the Polish accent. That probably sounds funny too. Like Dinka. North Americans. Yeah. Dinka. Nice. Yeah. I think Australian is the hardest. Oh. Yeah. That's way better than I can do. <laughs> Good for you. Lock that hat, mate. Oh my like, gosh. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a new friend on Instagram, Sarah Alexia, who is who is actually Australian, and she's going to be on the podcast at some point. Switch accents. You should go in with an Australian yeah. accent, and she should do a Canadian one. All the Hugh Jackman interviews prepped. Yeah. There we go. That's awesome. <laughs> that's not a podcast. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, that's good. I'm impressed. A, this is this is high praise uh, coming from my guest, who you could also refer to as Miss Oktoberfest. Yes, that is one of my hats. I was like vetting the podcast for us. To get started, I, I wanted to know what the process is. Okay. Like once, once, once you get it. Oh, once you win? Yeah. Okay. That's totally there, not There's a website for yeah. the other part. Okay. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't know, I feel like I should actually explain this because a lot of people don't know leading up to it, there is two weeks of professional development. So basically there's workshops that we have um, along with fun activities as well, but they, they teach us things like 
about speaking publicly um, and five minute elevator speech, all of that stuff leading up before you actually go through the interview process of, and how they choose a winner. But anyways, um, just putting that plug in there so that people know it's not a pageant at all. <laughs> um, my role is I am first and foremost, the ambassador for KW Oktoberfest. For the two weeks that is Oktoberfest, I was basically up from 6 or 7 a.m. until 2 every day. You were dubbed Miss Oktoberfest before the event itself. Yes. That happens before the event. Okay. Right before. See, so, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was part of the no. event. So it basically kicks it off. Right. You get crowned. And then the next day they pick you up at six or seven in the morning and you hit the ground running. Right. So it's, yeah, it's amazing. I don't know if I would have it any other way. Yeah. I think there's been talk of maybe crowning at the end of Oktoberfest or not, not necessarily from Oktoberfest, but other people would be like, wouldn't it be better at the end? And I'm, I looking back, it was very, it's blurry and it went very quickly, but I totally, I wouldn't have it any other way. It was Mm -hmm. amazing. So yeah. So you kind of get prepped for what Oktoberfest is. And obviously my message is as the ambassador is to encourage people to fest safely a lot. That was a lot of the things that I talked about during Oktoberfest, um, promoting the festival and really just getting to know people. Honestly, it's funny because before Oktoberfest, I was not a hugger. I've never hugged so many people in my life. (laughs) Being Miss Oktoberfest made me a hugger. Yeah. It's crazy. They're like a huge family. So, um, ew, babies. No, (laughs) no, kids are fine. I love kids. I love kids. But the amount of people that were like, "Hey, Miss Oktoberfest," or I didn't realize how many Peter Griffins lived in the city. I had to hug all of them. (laughs) Or even like the KW um, Oktoberfest volunteers. You know, just everyone. Everyone's just so happy. It's such a happy festival. So it. It was awesome. So two weeks of that. And then basically for you, the rain is for a whole year. So after that, you are or I am a an ambassador of KW. So I've done a lot of community events and every year it's a little bit different based on kind of what your application looks like, because that's what they sent. It's so busy that you don't really have time to be interviewed during Oktoberfest. Like right when I got crowned, I got interviewed and there was one other media day. And then other than that, like your go, go, go from one event to another, they basically send your application, which I didn't know when I was applying to like the record and all of the newspapers. And that's kind of how you get requests. So for me, I'm very interested in nutrition and some of the events I got to do was nutrition for learning, um, speaking at events where just kind of promoting accessible nutrition to our community. Overall, it's all about giving back and kind of being, you know, promoting what is KW, Waterloo Region, all of those amazing things and Hmm. Oktoberfest as well. And it's all prep for regionals. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about tournaments and stuff like that, but that's that's really cool. Yeah. Now, I will say that that I've always had like a little bit of a beef with Oktoberfest. It's oh, shoot. A, I'm, a set, I'm setting up a joke here. It's not an actual beef. I love Oktoberfest. Okay, great, great, That's great, the great. bottom line of this joke. I was about to walk out the door. I love... Just kidding. <laughs> my birthday has always been October 7th. Oh, shoot. And when I was in school, this is when I cared because I, I, I haven't celebrated it or wanted to celebrate my birthday in a long time. Oh my gosh. Well, we're going to change that this year. Maybe, <laughs> you know what? Maybe. I mean, I don't even get to be a VIP guest. I don't think this year, but maybe I can pull some strings and make you one. Oh shit. <laughs> That'd be neat. 
I'm just kidding. Miss Oktoberfest doesn't have that kind of. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't want it. <laughs> no, like, yeah. Depending on the event, if it has more young people, I don't want to be at that one. Yeah, because they're not as civilized as as people who were more intellectual, like myself. And I don't want to see guys at a certain point in the night being themselves. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a nice way to put it. Without permissiony kind of activity, you know, <laughs> politically um, correct. <laughs> Since I had that initial beef, I've gone to Oktoberfest events. I love the music. I love the food. Mm-hmm. No actual qualms with Oktoberfest, but just like a little bit of sadness because I can't make my birthday not October 7th. Yeah. That was when I was crowned. <laughs> Get it? In <laughs> <And at> 84. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Segway to props from others. Yeah. Um, I, my mother can probably relate to you because her birthday is very close to Christmas. So same oh. idea. Yeah. yeah see, she I got the combined that. gifts. You know, yeah. that's the worst. Right. Happy birthmas. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Dinka. Segway from like me being a bad person. Not You're not a bad person. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to say that more on this bad podcast than anything else. Yeah. You're not a bad person. You're great. I can't even joke about the idea that I think I'm a bad person. No. You, got <laughs> you know why? I'm a firm believer. Okay. Totally a sarcastic person. 100%. And I get the whole making fun of yourself to an extent though, because I also believe firmly in conscious language. So like mm-hmm. if I know yeah. that someone actually let's say doesn't like an ounce of them believes that then it's like it breaks my heart i appreciate that therapy session you're you're a good person (laughs) oh thanks (laughs) thank you that reminds me of my partner because she is conscious of like even if i'm in a ranty mood when it comes to anything like negative verbalization yeah even though you know we can't keep thoughts trapped in our brains they do more damage up there but even you know saying too much negative things over too long a period of time you Mm -hmm. see things in that way from your mind's eye so you make a good point on the other end of things how do do you feel when something happens i i definitely know that i have a problem with like wanting people to be every anything from indifferent to liking me Mm -hmm. and i can't handle if if someone doesn't like me or is or is led to feel angry with i can't handle the idea of people disliking yeah On one hand, you have the what other people think of you shouldn't matter, mm-hmm. things like that. What, what, what is it like for you? You know, it's funny. I mean, I can answer that question as myself. Not that Miss Oktoberfest isn't myself, but just, I think, do you know anything about the Enneagram? Like personality? No, that's a no. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm all over that. <laughs> so Hashtag. I'm super into, there's so many different ones now, but kind of knowing your personality type and like there's different tests you can do to kind of tell you basically where you stand and and who you are truly and then the negatives of it and the positives and all the things and I think um I don't take those tests or learn about my personality more to kind of I guess exaggerate the negative or amplify that in my head but I just think I, I think it gives me more of an understanding and a validation of why I am the way I am so for me my personality type I am. And how can I weaponize it? Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Which Marvel character are you? Yeah, yeah I'm kidding. I, tell me because I don't know. <laughs> um, funny because one of your guests was like, has interviewed me before, and she she came on here and said that she gives every single person she meets a character. And yeah, yeah, I was yeah. I'm so curious to know what she what she says for me. Yeah. My personality type is very. 
I'm an achiever, you know? And so what that means is that my validation comes from my achievements. Right. And it's not a healthy thing. So if I don't achieve, then I feel worthless and unworthy and all of these crazy negative lies, right? Mm -hmm. And so to kind of piggyback on that, when you are doing things in the public eye, so like Miss Oktoberfest or like I was a professional tennis player as well, where you have people who are seeing you constantly, right? And and have their have the ability to judge you, right? Yeah. Just because you're there. And we all judge. It's not nothing against them. But the thing is our perception of what they think of us a lot of times is so much worse than it actually is. And yeah. we, all we have to do in that situation I've learned is flip it. If the situation was flipped and I was this spectator or whatever, like realistically, am I th ever, have I ever thought these horrible things about a person that I think they are thinking of me? And the answer is right. no, you know? So I have a really hard time when I think or I have the perception that people don't like me, don't like what I'm doing, don't like what I stand for, mm -hmm. or think that I'm not achieving the things that I want to achieve. Yeah. I have a really hard time with it. And it, it kind of becomes part of my identity, which is scary. That's why it's good that people are doing so much positive affirmation mm -hmm. uh, imagery. You know, wh whether you live it or not, it's good for someone else to see it. And sometimes it's something that rings true to you and you want to share it. On one hand, with the achieving thing, you're one notch over being someone according to you mm -hmm. for, based on what you just said yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not assessing you i'm not offended don't worry uh, say anything you want about me you're you're a total bitch no um <laughs> you're but no like there are people that are like it's not worth trying for mm -hmm. it's not worth and they need to work up to being i want to achieve i want to create yeah. and visualize goals and and attack them and and achieve it's good to achieve it's not like heroic or anything it's good for you it's important yeah. mm -hmm. to do things that make your existence on this earth worthwhile and like you, you really kicked ass in it right yeah it's, it's good to eat vegetables you know and it's it's good to look both ways before you cross the road don't want to get hit by bears and whatever <laughs> i don't care no um it's good to want to achieve yeah there's like a line and if you step over it you get and i'm doing guesswork here you might just end up in that place where you never know and by what metric are you achieving enough? Yeah. Or yeah, being that's, acknowledged for your achievements? That's the thing, right? So there is so much power in having and living a life of purpose and having purpose for your life. Mm -hmm. But then the fine line is that you can cross and it becomes attached to your self-worth. Right. You know, and that's when it's dangerous. So and when does it stop? Because it doesn't. It, it you, doesn't. You, that's the thing. A hundred percent. It's so it's never good enough, you know? And my whole thing is like if I'm being completely honest, one of my biggest fears is and I'm like cringing as I'm saying this, but it's fine. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't ever wanna be mediocre. That to me, like at the end of my life, and if I look back on it, I don't wanna think or feel that it was mediocre, you know? Right. I want it to be extraordinary. And that that for an achiever is difficult because first of all, mediocre is so many different things and extraordinary is so many different things to so many different people. But you like talking, you're saying- Are you talking internally, like mediocre to yourself or mediocre like as, as how it would be written in history? Yes. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, no. Right. So that's kind of, it's hard to navigate through that. I don't, I, right. I think, I think sometimes I wake up in the morning and I literally have anxiety. Like I'm not doing enough with my life right now right. for what I want to be, you know, for what I want to be doing or for my goals to answer your question. I'm still navigating through the answer of that right. because like you're saying, there's never going to be an end. Like it's, it's never going to be good enough, you yeah. know? So, um, it's a hard, it's a hard question to answer. Like some, some tombstone, which I hope is in like the year 2080 <laughs> or something like that. 80? Are you kidding? Like I'm going to live until I'm 125. Preach it. Conscious language. I'll do the math later, but that's what fine. In 2002, I was... 18 going 17 going on 18 and I had this uh, unique post high school victory lap co-op and that was my only thing that I had to do that year so like I was working part-time I was technically in high school but I was spending all of my time at the Waterloo Stage Theater which later became Club Beta now it's being cleansed of all of the remarkable things left there from the beta (laughs) era um, when it was the Waterloo Stage Theater, it was a great theater. I fell in love with it. It's 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 magical. It's it's a it's you, you enter a world where you're really tightly knit with these amazingly talented people who, as you know, like like me, are performers of music and entertainment. And then like you completely separate from them, and then you form that tightly knit family with the next group. It's just this magical world that, for me, when I was seventeen, eighteen, was remarkable and new and different and I was completely outside of my element of staying home alone and or just going to high school Mm -hmm. so at that part of my life though I think it's the same for anyone you don't know social etiquette completely and there were all kinds of embarrassing moments that could completely ruin the magical romanticized memory I have of that time that Mm -hmm. year you work it one way in your mind as I have to not be like, oh, I feel horrible about all the embarrassing shit I did. Yeah. So I have remained friends with a guest who I'm still hoping to get back on, Randy J. Johnston, CKMS um, veteran and um, great actor, comedic guy, just great personal all around. I was catching up with him over coffee last year. Try to apply the what I was just saying to maybe your experiences, mm-hmm. Sandra, or like anyone out there. And I was telling him, I still remember this embarrassing thing I did. Yep. I'm an archivist, and so I do remember things, and I can attach dates to them. Well, he pointed out that, oh, you're a documentarian. I'm totally the, the, the opposite. I, I don't remember what I did two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, lucky, lucky, all the room in the brain that yeah. you have to, yep. to take in the good shit. Amazing. Yeah. And when I told him, like, I still have a fond memory of Waterloo Stage, but, you know, there's also those embarrassing memories. And yeah. People who I can't imagine would ever want to talk to me again from that time. And then uh, very guffawingly, he just goes, ah, you know, all of them were probably just more worried about their own shit. Yep. Pretty much what you said. But like, it's very true. Yeah. Every one of us, every one of us is more worried about how we're coming off. It's so true. It's so true. I think we're, ki- I think we're kindred spirits, seriously, yeah. because what you're saying totally resonates with me. I can think of situations where I was in high school, university, um, and I said something and it was just one sentence or a couple words. And still, when I think about it, I get heart palpitations because I'm mm. so embarrassed and just like, what did they think of me? How did they perceive me? And honestly, I have friends who I will apologize for things I've done 
Um, that they don't remember? They literally don't remember. And then I'm like, <laughs> how can you not remember? I've apologized to you like five times about it. And then they'll be like, Sandra, like we've <laughs> obviously forgiven you. You need to forgive yourself. But that's what it comes down to, right? It's a it's a forgiveness of yourself. So it's, yeah. So, we're, we're, work with this one. Tammy, I shit your pants. <laughs> I literally shit your pants. Oh and it God. was not an accident. <laughs> That'd be so funny <laughs> if you said that. You know, you know what's funny? I've I've been hearing good things about. Uh, I, th- I don't think the name of the movie matters. It's that Seth Rogen Charlize Theron movie. Oh, okay. So we have like someone of Char- Charlize Theron level. Oh my gosh, uh, that we can end the podcast. That's the <laughs> best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> level, and I'm Seth Rogen, and no. so this is like the KW Oktoberfest version of that movie. That's hilarious. Over coffee, but that's awesome. Whether, whether you're a public figure or not, one thing that I want to see more of is a full-on 100% candid mix of that positivity, as well as people sharing in real time mm-hmm. when they're feeling a negative thing. Yeah. Because if I've studied anthropology at all, and I've not, <laughs> the, a human being, if we're connected to the fact that we are mammals and not robots, a human being is a healthy mix of good and bad all the time. Not to put you on the spot, I mean, you put it out there, and I loved it. As a human being, I loved you for it, but you you were seen on Instagram in your story sad and with tears coming out of your face. What are you an advocate of when it comes to how candid and natural people present themselves on the thing? Yeah. (laughs) I I started off academically and then I ended off with on the thing. You know what? I love it. Um, That's a great question. I love social media. I actually Mm -hmm. love it. And I do. It's not that I don't. I don't see the negative sides or don't agree that there are negative sides to it. But for me personally, I love social media. We are ultimately we're in control. So we're in control of what we take in, what we choose to take in. And also, even if we don't necessarily choose to take something in, we have a choice of how we react to it. Right. But in terms of what I'm an advocate for. So 100 percent, as you've probably noticed, I am all about positivity, conscious language, all of those things. But the reality is that you cannot be positive 100% of the time. Like, it's just impossible. If you're a human being, like, I... Those people who talk about social media endlessly and and only post those types of things, number one, I don't trust them Mm -hmm. because I'm not naive enough to know that. And I don't mean that... I don't mean that as an attack. It's just I know there's something more. And so... For me, I'm like, what are they hiding? It could be something way bigger than we could ever imagine. But for me, I just, I think even before I was in this kind of public figure role, I just always want people to give themselves permission to be real, Yeah, you know? And yeah, I love pretty pictures and posting pretty food and all of these things on social media, but I don't ever want people to think that I'm not a real person, you know, in this role or otherwise, even if I, even if I didn't have this role, like I still want people to feel like they can relate to me because yes, I have great days and I celebrate my victories, but there are really, really tough days too. You know, life is hard. So, um, does that answer your question? All I heard was I may be perfect, but every now and then I step in a pile. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) 
I have to yeah. make those jokes. No, and I hate myself for saying that I'm stop. kidding after. Because I'm not offended. I feel like you know I'm kidding. Yeah, but I do. You don't even have to say I'm kidding. I just yeah, yeah I okay. I totally get it. Yeah, <laughs> I and in terms of the the it was a story. I think I remember exactly what happened. I woke up in the morning and I was having a re- I had a really bad night the night before, and mm-hmm. I woke up and I was like I'm still sad and. People need to know that it's okay to start your day feeling really crappy, you Mm -hmm. know? So, and it's not even like I have thousands of followers, but maybe one person needed to hear that that morning. It it wasn't very Charlize Theron-like. But no, it's it's real. Yeah. I feel like real is way more connectable on Mm. any day, especially if real is not necessarily sight. Yeah. Hey, if you've been enjoying Todd's podcast, consider checking out Describing a Rock with Milo Axelrod. That's me. You can find it wherever you get podcasts. The show is exactly what it sounds like. A short escape from your busy life to slow down and consider a rock. Using the Instagram story feature to ask a question of... Or have someone fill out a... You, your kids que- know what yeah, I'm talking the about. Questions that, the questions feature where you ask the question and people answer it. Yeah. I'm uncool AF. No. <laughs> you know what that means, kids, right? It's, it's code. <laughs> people submitted questions. The first one was, oh, I see what happened there. It's you. <laughs> no, it's someone named Sandra. <laughs> um, she asked, how can I be Miss Oktoberfest forever? Yeah, it's hard. You know what? Here's how I'm going to say this. So goes perfectly with what we were talking about with personality types and achievement and all the things. One of the hardest things this year for me has been, I have this role and I have this platform. And because it's not the only thing part it's not the only aspect of my life, right? I have so many other hats that Mm -hmm. I wear and I have a job and all these things that I still have to do. I have always felt that I'm not doing enough with it. So I want more time. That's the first part of it. And the second part of it is once someone else gets crowned, I no longer have that title, right? Power. No, you you meant title. Okay, yeah. So... That is something that has definitely been interesting to navigate through because you're on this high and you're on cloud nine and halfway through the year, you're like, wow, this is, this is not going to be forever. And so similarly to what we were talking about, that's, that's a horrible thought to have. See? No, not not as a critique of you. Yeah. It's a horrible human experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Just like life. I'm, I turned 35 this year. Yeah. I become a mid-30s person. Okay, you know what I did? So I'm 29. I'm going to die when I'm... People only live to 40, 125. Right? Okay, whatever. But you know what I did for my 29th Trust birthday? Trust the math of Miss Oktoberfest. This is a good segue. So I took a binder or a notebook and mm-hmm. I wrote down things I'm going to do in my 29th year. So you should do that for your 35th. Gives you purpose. It's just... It's very hard not to get attached and define yourself based on the titles you have, you know? So Going back to Miss Oktoberfest, yeah, but to the To the initial question. So, yeah. So, I think the reason why I jokingly, but not really jokingly, ask that, like, how can I be in this role forever, is because 
there's definitely that kind of looking forward and looking ahead of what is my life going to be like when I no longer am in this role and in this title, you know, platform, Mm -hmm. all those things. Um, And the answer is, I have had a lot of time to reflect on this. The answer is you can't get caught up in linking your self-worth and your value to a title because I'm still all of the things I can still impact the community. I can still give back. I can still, you know, change the world yeah. with or without being Miss Oktoberfest of that year, you know, or for whatever it is, like insert anything you want without being a professional athlete or without being a musician or whatever, right? Like you can still make a difference or follow your dreams or achieve your goals without mm-hmm. that. So that's something that, that has that's been amazing. a struggle. I wouldn't have known it had you not asked for me to ask you, <laughs> had, had that question not been brought up. No, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you, that you said that. Yeah. Full credit to you on that. I wouldn't have known that, that you had in your own mind mm-hmm. gone to that place where you thought of that something is going to be over. Yeah. That will, that would have ever stopped you from being great. Yeah. I feel like to have the badge of having been Miss Oktoberfest is forever. Mm-hmm. You know, personality, those fade, but looks are forever. Or so, <laughs> That's from that 70s show. Look at Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. She's done more post being the first lady than a lot of people do yeah. at all. Totally. And that's the case actually for a lot of past Miss O's. Um, but I think it, it goes deeper than just like I said. Like I'm obviously referencing... Miss O because that's the role I'm in right now but I think it it goes for so many things you know like when I was asking that I kind of knew that it would come up and I just thought you know maybe there's someone listening who is going through a transition in their life where you know where it stemmed from I didn't actually think about it and I'm not saying I wouldn't have thought about it had this not happened but there was a very pivotal moment where someone asked me a question and it hit me like a ton of bricks because for the first few months I was riding the wave, like totally riding the wave and feeding off of the momentum and just loving life. And it was a season, right? I mean, I I don't think that I ever thought it was going to last forever that I was on this like huge high and never going to come down from it. Not that you can't, but anyways, that's besides the point. I went out for coffee with someone and she asked me or she said, I just want, I just wanted to get coffee to to see how you're doing and Mm. to, to make sure you're okay. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, like, how do you, how do you come down from this year of being here? And she showed like her hand over her head yeah. and, and drop back down to here. And she's showing me this like huge drop in level of year. And I, I actually posted about it on social media, but I don't think what I wanted to say came across just because it was so, it was so raw and like fragile. Right. Um, that's a, that's a good word to associate with being high up. Yeah. Like the higher you are, the more fragile you are. Yeah. Not, 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 not the kind of fragile that people think, but like the fragility of the idea of the self. Yeah. That's not a judgment. Are you, are you hearing it that way? No, not at all. But what I meant was fragile in the sense that I was fragile because of what she said and because of the reality of like what she was implying, you know? And so I kind of took on that, that truth of, yeah, 
now that it's over or ending, it's not over. I still have like four months. Come on. But, um, <laughs> and at this time I had like eight months left of, of this year. Right. I was just super fragile and sensitive to what she had said and thinking about, wow, like do people, first of all, do others actually think this way of me? Like I'm basically a has been after this ends. And number two, how do I ever top this? You know? And not that this is the first time in my life I've ever felt that because I have in other situations too, where I've been felt like my life is on fire or I'm, uh, you know, I'm really on top of the world in, in my own context. Right. So the reason I posted that, that question when you asked was because I think sometimes people just need a reminder that your character and, and who you are when you take everything away is, is who you remain, right? Yeah. So you can strip off Miss Oktoberfest, you can strip off musician, you can strip off mom, you can strip off so many different things. Like that's not, that's a role you have. That's not who you are in the core of your being, right? Yeah. And so your worth doesn't come from your good or bad days. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of the gist. And it doesn't come from out there. Yeah. It comes from not to be flowery, but in here. Yeah. It's not flowery. (laughs) Own it. But people don't know where I'm pointing. I'm pointing to the self. Please keep friends going on for five more seasons than it needs, even though you've told all the story that's necessary. Make it suck, but keep making it so that I can spoon feed it. The only reason that a story is interesting is because it has an ending. Yeah, that you know, that's really good perspective because I'm thinking as you're saying that, I'm thinking it's not for me when when I associate with those things or when I when I'm like I don't want this to end, it's because of the feeling I had or have while it's going. You right. know? So for me, like Big Bang Theory, I don't know if you are a fan of that. You're you're saying friends. I got nothing I, against it. Yeah I, uh, yeah. I loved it. No judgment <laughs> if you hated it. But I it, it was like I really liked that TV show. And when it ended, it was just like, I'm not going to have that feeling that I get when I sit and watch the show, you right. know, now that it's gone. So, um, but that's a good point. It's, yeah. there's so much more value when something has an ending. It's yeah. like when something's free too, right? But isn't there a great high from finding the next show that you like as much in a different way? Yeah. Like Stranger Things. That's a really good kind of metaphor metaphor for life <laughs> well now we're just talking about tv and that's yeah. fine too yeah that's riveting too but yeah. like i found it really interesting what you had to say about the question that you asked and i'm i'm i thank you for no problem for helping me out with the show thanks for asking can't wait for the other ones now this is from a recent instagram follower named kate thank you for the question kate hi kate kate asks at any point did she have any encounters of disrespect or sexism while in her position and how did she handle it okay so that's a great question. And my response, I think, is a little bit controversial because everybody's perspective and encounters are very different. And I totally honor that and respect that. But my answer is no. I've never felt like I've had to deal with sexism or, or disrespect. Definitely not disrespect. Side point, I am very aware that in life, but especially in a public role, you're just not going to be everybody's cup of tea. 
like period. So I had to learn very quickly, not because someone said this to me, but just because I was more hyper aware of it. I had to learn very quickly in this year that I just have to stay true to who I am. Mm -hmm. And realistically, I'm not, not everybody is going to like who I am and what I'm doing and what I stand for. And, and maybe people are going to think that I don't deserve this or don't belong in this role. That's something that I learned myself through reflection, not because of, because of the fact that I was disrespected, but here's why. No, the thing I love about Miss Oktoberfest and the role is that as women, there are very few things right now that are limited only to us. So one of the stipulations of Miss Oktoberfest is that you have to be a female, right? And I love that. It's a position of power for a female, you know? And so, yeah, I, I just, I love it. And I've never, I never had a situation or an encounter where I felt or was led to believe that because I'm a female, I'm not doing a good job or I'm not representing the festival. It was always a powerful thing. It's, it's always been a good thing that you are a female and you are representing this festival and you are making an impact on this community, you know? So again, I recognize that there are different encounters and different perceptions and all the things, but personally I can say that I have never come across that. I've only felt love Mm-hmm. Like so much love and support from the people that I choose to surround myself with and from the committees that deal with my role and Oktoberfest in general. So I'm a huge advocate for this role and will will be until the day I die. Like I love it so much. And I wasn't hugely involved or didn't know much about Oktoberfest before. But because of this year and everything that this role has kind of given me and, and the the organization has given me, I feel this huge, like immense need to give back to them because they just provided so much and, and literally changed my life with mm. this. So I know that kind of was a roundabout way to answer that question. I want to be respectful. I like roundabouts. But, I don't know yeah, what the beef is about yeah. roundabouts. But my personal answer is no, I've never had to deal with that. It's been the most incredible experience. Well, I've observed, even in like Sandra Dinka social media, I don't doubt that you'll always be someone that empowers other people. Yeah, that's the thing that's interesting about that question is there's a hypersensitivity once you are in roles like this, right? And I think that I recognize and totally understand that women in general, whether they're in a role like this or not, have to deal with these things, right? Disrespect and sexism and all of those things. Um, As a man, we're full of shit. And no, no, that's that's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. (laughs) That's what I think. uh, (laughs) But I personally have not felt that. And I think part of it too is because I I truly choose to protect myself against that. So I have been lucky in that I played a sport for my whole life where um, women do play a big role in it. Like there are a lot of female tennis players and the platform is huge for them. So I again, it probably would be controversial for me to say, and not controversial because no one can tell me how I feel, but just controversial in the sense that other people I know for a fact have felt differently and are totally validated in that for good reason. But I never felt like because I was a female, I had less opportunity in that 
stage of life. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, not everybody has this luxury, but I was lucky enough that I had literally a team of people around me who were my bodyguards or handlers or whatever you want to call them. And if there ever is a situation where I henchmen. feel uncomfortable, you're looking for the term henchman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even your know cronies. <laughs> but if there was ever a situation where I felt uncomfortable, disrespected, unsafe, they totally would handle that. It never got to that point. So you know what? Maybe they protected me from it before it even, it even got to me. Great answer for that. Okay, uh, cool. And great response. No, and you were being honest and I, I really appreciate that too. I do have one more question that was yeah, submitted. I love it. Here, are you ready for the hard one? This is a really tough one. You're going to really have to think about this one. I sense some sarcasm here. This one. <laughs> Why? Are you looking at my face? Or <laughs> what, what do you mean? I, the, the, do uh, I sound like someone who's <laughs> not being honest? Uh, no. All right. Ready. Are you ready? Okay. This one comes from my buddy, Daniel. What up, Daniel? Hi, Daniel. Do you have to be from the Waterloo region? Yes. Great question. Uh, is it 70 kilometers within Kitchener? Do you want to know all the, all the kind of criteria? So you have to be a female. I didn't let you answer that. If you didn't want to know, you're going to learn anyway, I guess. Go for it. Here are some of the um, stipulations. So Provisos, a couple of quid pro quos, <laughs> what the genie said in Aladdin. I'm, um, I'm sorry to keep interrupting okay. you, but that's what I do no, sometimes. I don't worry at all. This is a coffee over coffee chat. Um, you have to be a female. You have to be over the age 19 between the ages of 19 and 28 you have to live within I think it's 70 kilometers of KW um, and you have to have a high school diploma that means that you do not have to be German you do not have to be a member of any of the German clubs in KW you don't have to speak German and if you're like me you don't have to be necessarily um involved with Oktoberfest. Now, that being said, I obviously want to get involved like I just talked about because they've given so much to me and I just feel like I, a need to give back and, and provide that opportunity or like experience to someone else. I also just like to tell people that when they ask about the role because I think if there were stipulations like that, it would make it more political. You know what I mean? Right. I won without being a member of any of the German clubs and not having a lot of festing experience. We d heavily participated when I was a kid, a kid and my brother was a kid. My parents would take us to like downtown and we would get our pin and eat all the Oktoberfest food and all of that stuff. But I love telling people that because it's not a pageant, you know? Right. So you are, they are looking for someone who is a member of the community who wants to give back and who is good at speaking yeah. and positive and wants to have fun and is just, you know, a good person. So, and again, not to toot my own horn, but you are worthy. If you're listening to this and you're thinking about running, I say go for it because yeah. I almost didn't. I handed in my application at 12 a.m. on the day of the deadline, literally the last possible right. minute because I tried to talk myself out of there's no way that I would fit into what they're looking for. And here right. we are. You hear that, you son of a bitch out there? <laughs> You're worth it, baby. You're perfect. Yeah. Other John Legend lyrics, you know? Be true. Again, I didn't I missed that reference. Dang it. <laughs> It's 
it's July right now that the listeners are listening to this. So that means you have July, August, September. Two and a half months, baby. Two and a half months left. And then I will still be the same person. You will. Yeah. Like, I believe that. Like, I know for a fact. Yeah. I want you to be happy. I am happy. I'm happy. I just... Um, I, I was saying something in general. I don't care if you're happy. No, but like... <laughs> that, no, 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 no. I, I do want you to be happy, but I want to say it in a way that's not generic. Yeah. I'm punishing myself for okay. trying to say something positive. I do want you to be happy. <laughs> I want everyone to be happy. I yeah. just... Um, just to reiterate, we were talking about that thing about the impermanence of the title, and but but let that be the thing that makes you stronger and... But not not in a damaging self, like I'm never achieving enough sort of way. Yeah. But just like yeah, strive on. The cameras will turn off. Yeah. But your life will still go on. Yeah. You know what? Like you said with the TV shows, one ends and then you get a hot that high or that feeling from a different one. And for me, I'm like, okay, yeah, this will end to some capacity because, like you said, it's always I'm always going to have that. But also, what's next? That's how I'm choosing to look at it. And this is just one step in my journey. Yeah. Yeah. And yours. And I, I, I hope we'll be friends after this. Yes, we're is kindred over. spirits. Are you kidding? We can like vent about what's going on in our brain when nobody else gets it. <laughs> I have great friends. And again, an I, awesome podcast. Thank you. And I, I like to try and in some way, even in just spirit, count the people who, who I meet as a way of doing this podcast. Or added on to the friends. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the cat just attacked me. <laughs> the cat just left on the table Did where we're recording and is staring at the window. Apparently, I'm coming home. Maybe she knows the podcast is ending and she can have your attention back. She smelled like a f- cat food truck driving by <laughs> down like university. Jesus. On that note, thanks for coming over. I hope you enjoyed the coffee and. Uh, where can people follow what you would like them to follow on the internet? Instagram is, yeah. um, that's the platform I use the most. Working on getting a website up too, but um, that is going to be a process and I'm not really sure which direction I want to go with it right now. So Instagram, just Sandra Dinka, D-Y-N-K-A. Yeah, that, okay. that's where you can find me. And I post a lot of pictures of food, but sometimes you can catch me crying too. <laughs> <laughs> I really did some good PR for the crying videos. Yeah, you did your research. She is Miss Oktoberfest. She's the crier from Instagram. Yeah. And uh, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a great day, Sandra. Thank, Thank you, for you over. too. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Todd Donald Show. Starring, produced, and edited by Todd Donald. The piano music in the rap is by J.P. Sunga, who you can find at jpsunga.com. The theme music is Mackie Alkino by William Chernoff. Find him at chernoff.band. And I'm Milo Axelrod, Todd's favorite bar none human voice. And I'm not bragging, he wrote this. If you'd like to hear more of my voice, check out my podcast, Describing a Rock, in which I describe some rocks. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Please support The Todd Donald Show by sharing it with anyone who might enjoy it. Follow and interact with at Todd Donald Show on Twitter and Instagram. And if you feel like going the extra mile on iTunes, please subscribe, rate, and review, preferably in its favor. 
Have a great day, friends. Thank you.